0: Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry, or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. So tonight, we're going to look at the first letter that uh, Paul wrote to one of the churches that he served. And it's called Galatians because it was written to a group of Christians living in a place called Galatia. And uh, here's, here's kind of the situation. The letter was written in the late 40s, probably 48 or 49 AD. Paul had visited Galatia just about a year, maybe two years before. And uh, at the time, the gospel was going out into all these new places, but nobody in this region of cities had heard it. And so the church uh, looked at Paul and some of his friends and said, we're going to send you guys uh, to this place to tell them about Jesus. And so Paul and Barnabas, and they showed up and they did just that. And when they got there, what they found were a group of people who believed that there were a lot of gods and goddesses that they had to be afraid of. Matter of fact, when Paul and Barnabas first showed up, the people thought they were gods. And so they like tried to offer sacrifices to them. And it was really weird. And Paul's like, listen, we're just people. And he used that as an opportunity to say, you don't have to be afraid of what's out there because there is a God. But he loves you and he has sent his son to die for you so that you could find forgiveness of sins and have a reconciled relationship to him. So Paul preaches this message and, and some people didn't like it, but a lot of people believed. And so you have these churches that are growing and, and then Paul stayed with them for a short time but moved on. And what happened pretty soon after that, just a few months, is some other Christians came in and said, hey, that Paul guy's cool and all. We love how he talks so much about grace and love, but what you really need is the law. If you want to be pleasing to God, here's the list of rules. You've got to open up your Old Testament, you've got to start reading, and you've got to do everything in that if you want to be a person that God is happy with. And Paul hears about this, and he is ticked. Of all the letters Paul wrote, Galatians is the one that just bleeds red. Like When you read from the very start, you can tell, dude is mad. And he brings all sorts of arguments, historical arguments, theological arguments, personal arguments, and they're all directed at this one point that he's trying to make with Galatians. No, you don't have to earn God's love. He has already offered it to you, and so there's no need to play these religious games. There's no need to pretend like like you're better at keeping the rules than you are. There's no need to add anything to what Jesus has already done for you. No, Jesus is enough. His sacrifice is sufficient, and you can just take the mask off and let the gospel in. That's what Galatians is all about. So tonight, we just encourage you to lean in and listen as we talk about surrendering to the change by receiving grace.
1: Good evening, everyone. I'm Becca. I'm really excited to be here tonight. Okay, so we're going to talk about Galatians, which, like you heard in the video, this book in the Bible kind of sounds like angry and in-your-face, and there's a reason for that. The people that this book was written to, they already know the story of God, they already know the gospel, but they let other people trick them into going back to the old ways, going back to the Old Testament, the Old Testament laws. Does anyone know, raise your hand if you think you know what the laws, what that means when you hear, follow the laws. Okay, some of us. So that means like, remember in the Old Testament there's like all of the things you're supposed to do, like no working on the Sabbath, what kinds of food you could eat, all of that stuff, like no braiding your hair. Those were the laws. There's like a very particular set of rules, Right? That that was the laws. Who here, raise your hand, if living by a bunch of laws and rules sounds incredibly fun to you? Anybody? Nobody? Nobody? Yeah, I would also, you? Good for you. You're the minority here. That's fabulous. You love rules and all that fun stuff. Okay, so, listen, shh. Okay, so I'm going to share a part of my story that's going on in my life right now, so I want you guys to really listen. But first I'm going to tell you, who here saw that weird beard guy up here earlier throwing stuff out here? That's my weirdo husband. I love him. He's fabulous. And who's seen that, like, adorable little baby he pushes around? That's my baby. She's adorable. She's fabulous. I love her. She might have just had a blowout earlier. She poops a lot. Babies do that. It's disgusting. But that's aside the point. That's my baby, and I love her. But guess what? I'm adopting her. But we haven't had a court date yet. And so what that means is she's not actually my daughter yet. Legally, she's not my daughter. Legally, I'm her guardian. Legally, I'm not a mother yet. The law doesn't say that I get to call myself her mom. i do it anyway because I like it. And, I, and she's my daughter. Like, to me, she's my daughter. Our relationship has moved past the point of the law. Because if we only lived by the law, I would be her guardian and she would be The baby I take care of. She would not be my daughter. We would not have this mother-daughter relationship that we do. And don't tell Kevin, but I'm her favorite. So, legally, it breaks my heart. Legally, my daughter has a different last name than me. And so that's really hard for me right now. But I don't have to live in the law. I don't have to think about that every day. I don't have to focus on what the law says, right? I get to just say, this is my daughter. When I introduce her to people, I say like my beautiful daughter Millie. She's basically the cutest thing ever. She is. You can see her later. She's sick though. Watch out. So Jesus wants the same thing with us though. Jesus calls us his children. We are that special to him. But we kind of live in that law zone with with our relationship with God instead of living in that actual real relationship. We live in this like we know that there's all these rules of what we're supposed to do. And a lot of the Old Testament rules we would say now are like, we can braid our hair, we can eat pork. I love pork. I'd eat bacon every day, all day if I could. But there's these old rules, right? But these people were living by those. And we still we still do that sometimes. Like we read our Bibles because we feel like we have to. Right? Or we serve or we give communion, I mean give offering because we feel like we have to. We get baptized because it's, we feel like that's our next step. I have to do this. Right? We want to keep up this illusion that we're doing it right. We have a mask that we've got it together, that we know what we're doing, that I am a good Christian and I can do it. I got it all on my own. That's what we live in. But we also wear other masks too, you know. Um, some of us want to be seen as like the put together person, some of us want to be teacher's pet, somebody wants to be class clown. I don't think there's any of those in here or anything. So, but we all want to be something, right? We want to be labeled, we like, we kind of like labels. We pride ourselves on those like, like what up, I'm a, I'm a football player. That's my impression, I'm a football player, it's pretty on point, I know. Right, so we like want to be something, like in high school and stuff, I was a theater kid, so I was like, I'm so into theater, and like, I love it, I don't sing though, I'm tone deaf. I'm more of a like, voice talking person, not a, singing, my only parts I got for singing were because it was ironically funny, which is embarrassing, thanks for bringing it up, it's fine, I moved on. So, but we all have these masks. So, we have the Christian mask, the mask that we want to wear, you know, at church or when we're talking maybe to our families if they really want us to be good Christians, right? And our friends were like, I have my Christian mask. I'm like, what? You didn't read your Bible last night? Oh, my goodness. I read my Bible last night and this morning. So, there, right? So, we have, like, those masks, but then we also have, like, these other masks that we wear of, like, our identity that we want people to see us at, like... Maybe you're a fashionista, or maybe you maybe you like really are up to date on like pop culture. You're like, oh, that artist, she hit this. But well, I don't know anything about pop culture. I watch cartoons; it's fine. So, but we all have things that we classify ourselves as, right? Okay, but we kind of. In our relationship with God, we can kind of separate ourselves from him because of the masks that we wear, right? When we try too hard to live by the law and live by the rules, we mask ourselves even from God. We kind of hide and we're like, I got it together. Christianity is easy. I can do this. Okay, so I know this is going to be really hard to believe. I was once in seventh and eighth grade. I know. I know, it's crazy. I could like maybe go into your school and everyone would think I was a student. So that's fine. Thanks, thanks everyone. I look like a 15 year old. Put that on my tombstone. Okay, listen. So when I was in seventh and eighth grade, my seventh grade year, I just moved from going to Joplin schools to now in seventh grade, I was a web city student, okay. Let me tell you, Web City Kids, something here. Listen, coming from another school, it is really hard to fit in, but I did it. I was like, shh, shh. despite the hair that I had going on, which was horrid. Also, let me, let me give you guys a little flashback to when I was in, we did this thing with our hair where you like, just like, you just like pull it all back and then who here has seen those little like butterfly clips? You just like clipped them all in your hair until all of your hair like stayed. And it was weird. But that was like the thing. So despite that being my hairdo and my like, we don't have braces yet, buck teeth, and my humongous eyeballs, I like kind of got in with the cool group because I was new and I was like the new girl. So they let me in. It was really cool. I had to work super hard to fit in with them because this group of girls, had all been friends since like kindergarten and first grade. So they had like all these insider jokes that I'd be like, "That was totally funny when that happened. I don't know what you're talking about." So I wasn't in at all, but I like was in, but I had to work so hard, and it kind of got exhausting. It was actually an incredible amount of work to be friends with them, just because I didn't know their history and they were already this group. But I, whatever they were into, I was like, "I can do that. I'm in." I'm like, "What are we wearing these days?" Okay, I'm gonna get those. Like. I wanted so hard to be what they were. I wanted to have the look. I wanted to be that person. But I also, so I grew up coming to this church, and like in Joplin, there wasn't a lot of kids that I went to school with that came to church here. So then I also like even had to try harder at school to be like a Christian at school because it was easier to just be whoever I wanted to be at school and then be the right person at church. But then it was like this new thing, oh, yeah my church friends are watching me at school and I got to be on my best behavior. So like I carried like my cool Jesus folders and my WWJD bracelets. They were pretty awesome. So like I was it. I was going to have it all. I was going to be it all. I was going to be whatever I needed to be. Wear whatever mask I needed to wear wherever I was. Okay, that was seventh grade. Eighth grade, those girls were like you're not cool, you're out. So I was out, it was fine. I hung out with the band people instead. They're actually way more fun. They like laugh at things that are actually funny, it's crazy. Okay, so, but we all wear these masks, right? We want to try so hard to be something that we're not. And when we do that with Christianity, when we try to live by the laws and the rules of Christianity, when that's what our relationship with God looks like, we're going to have a verse that explains that to us gonna come up on the screen. Okay, remember, like I said, this book of the Bible is a little in your face. It kinda of punches you because who likes to be called foolish? Zero percent of people I don't believe any of you. So are you so foolish at the beginning by the means of the spirit that you are now trying to finish That you are now trying to become perfect by your own human effort. Have you experienced nothing? Surely it was not in vain, was it? I ask you again, does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law? Of course not. It, is not because, um, it was because you believe in the message that you heard about Christ. So, number one, I just got called a fool because I do this. I try so hard to like have it together. I try so hard to be like by my own human efforts, I got this. I can do it. But God over and over and over again has shown us that it's not about us trying because we can't do it on our own. Right? It's about taking this mask off and saying I don't I don't have it all together. I am not a perfect Christian. And I don't know how to be everything that society wants me to be and these friends want me to be. It's about taking those masks off and just being, being you. Now, growing up in church, like I said, I really wanted this relationship with God, but my mask kept me from that. Because I just, I wanted it to seem like I had it together. And I served and I was a part of the church and I came to every event. But I kind of hid myself from God a little bit because that real relationship didn't make sense to me because... I forgot all about grace. And grace, guys, grace, really stepping into what grace means, brings you into a relationship with God. Grace allows closeness with God. It doesn't separate, it welcomes. And that's such a beautiful thing. So, just like I was saying about my little girl, she's not my daughter yet but I long for the day that I can adopt her, that she can have my last name, that it can be legally finished, and that we can just have a mother-daughter relationship. And guys, that's what God's waiting with for you. For you to say, it's not about me trying to do the right thing. I'm not going to deserve God. God already sent the perfect sacrifice. I just have to let that grace into my life. Guys, please bow your heads and pray with me. God, you are a good God. We come before you today just asking that you help us remove these masks because this isn't easy. Um, Lord, I pray that we don't remove our masks so that people can see us, but that people can see you. That the real moment of grace can shine through us by our lives being an example of what it looks like to let grace in, to live in what Jesus did for us. Lord, I just pray that you can be with these students as they go back to school this week And as they have a spring break, that they can just relax and rest in you. God, thank you for tonight. Thank you for each and every one of these students and the lives that they have and the testimony that they have. Make them brave. sooner I pray. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, Visit us online at ccochurch.com.